Hello everyone and welcome back to my first mon. I'm one of your hosts Jack Martin alongside the Pokemon master Christian Buckley. Hello Jack, happy Pokemon anniversary week. Yeah, kind so of. this <laughs> definitely yeah so as you mentioned the Pokemon 25th anniversary yeah is on February 27th um and I was thinking about this because of course you have much more knowledge about Pokemon than I do as the Pokemon master but it's just funny to think about because it seems like Pokemon has just sort of always been around even long before us but it's only a year older than us because we were born in 1997 the mm-hmm. pair of us so we're just about pokemon's age and i think that's that's really interesting yeah because i'm like you mentioned we're both gonna be 24 like pretty soon like yours is in like a couple weeks i'm in the beginning of april like pokemon has been around my entire life you know and i think when i was also younger i was like oh this is just a thing that exists i think i didn't realize how recent it was at least with the games i think the I don't know when the cards came out in relation to everything, but yeah, Pokemon's 25th anniversary. It's exciting. And if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it a little bit after the show is introduced fully. I didn't mean to <laughs> spew off real quick, but... Well, it's it's just a very exciting, yes. very exciting thing. Yes. And uh, we will get into that. Um, but of course, this is my first Mon. It's our po- Pokemon retrospective series with this season covering Pokemon Emerald week by week, gym by gym. You can support us over on patreon.com slash joyclicks. At the one level, you can name the Pokemon in my party, just like Chad Gable from Derivative Z. Thank you very much. And at the $5 level, you can get producer credit and have your name read out in each episode, just like Patreon, our Patreon producers, Chris Takas and Aaron Easton. Thank you very much, the pair of you. Um, and finally, you can get involved with the show by giving us any advice or corrections in the YouTube comments for each episode and we will feature you in our trainer tips segment so christian let's briefly run through our trainer tips and then and then we could do some some have a little conversation about the 25th anniversary how's that sound sounds good uh definitely not pedro coming in saying that pikachu can also have the ability static just like electrite can um i don't remember when abilities were introduced this could have been red or blue so we might have experienced this already with your pikachu um Hmm. Or Raichu in the past. Uh, Togepi and the evolution line are normal and normal flying types until generation 6. Generation 6 forward, the normal type in this line is switched to Fairy, because Fairy was introduced in Gen 6. Um, And similar to later gens adding different typing, sometimes it was retroactive. Of like, okay, this one that, like, you know how in, in the wild it's like, hey, maybe this, maybe chickens were really were dinosaurs. It's like... (laughs) <laughs> just slapping new labels on things when science get, catches up. Um, definitely not Pedro. Also said their Emerald team would be for Steel and Rock, Aaron's final evolution. They did not want to spoil the name. Appreciate that. Uh, for Grass, Trico, and Grovile's final evolution. Again, thank you. Uh, Water and Dark, you haven't encountered it yet, so I'm not spoiling it. But in case Christian wants to know the names, I'll put them at the end with a spoiler warning. Appreciate it. I know exactly who you're talking about. It's a good choice. Uh, Poison Flying, Crobat, again, uh, staple of Gen 2, make Zubat worth investing in. Electric, Ampharos, who is a Gen 2 as well. Um, Do you remember Ampharos? I don't know if we came across one. I don't 
know if I ever did. I'm going to look up Ampharos right now. Okay. Ampharos evolves from Mareep, the little electric sheep. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. I'm looking up Ampharos right now. I, I imagine this can be a big... Oh, whoa. <laughs> That's <laughs> not what I expected. Yeah, because this like... is This is like a big yellow sort of dinosaur looking thing mm -hmm. with a white spot in the middle. It's got red. But it looks like a weird mix-up of like Pikachu and like a dinosaur in a way. Yeah, it's it's funny. That's the third form. Um, I think Ampharos mm -hmm. takes a bit of an investment too because we definitely saw Mareep and we definitely saw Flaffy. Flaffy's the yeah. pink sheep that stands up, and then it turns into that thing. I so. would not have expected this to be mm -hmm. the final evolution. So. I I really like Ampharos, and I was kind of bummed we never ran into Ampharos during uh, Crystal, but Ampharos is a really cool Pokemon. Yeah, that's a cool design. Uh, and of course, for fire, Torkoal. So, excellent. I yeah. feel validated with my Torkoal selection mm -hmm. because of that. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Definitely not Pedro. Yes. That 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 looks like a good team. Um, I'm sure you'd wipe the floor with me if we ever mm -hmm. uh, found each other in the Hoenn region. Yeah. Uh, and then once again, Neon Rider Arya in the Discord shouted out their ideal team: Blaziken, Gengar, Ditto, Torterra. Shout out. Uh, Drapion. Uh, so one more, maybe Kabutops, the fossil Pokemon from Gen 1, or Luxray, mm -hmm. a Pokemon from Gen 4 for Electric, who would have been my Electric choice as well if uh, we were doing all Gens. Interesting. So, yes. The one that, that sticks out to me in that party is Ditto. Yeah. Because um, I always run across Ditto, I'm like, you're interesting, but it's... Like, Ditto... Does Ditto use mirror or a move like that? Essentially, that just mirrors the what the other Pokemon does that they're fighting. It might be called Transform. I never really used Ditto ever. I've caught a Ditto before, you know, just to like have one. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 on that. Um, and yeah, I think we've yeah, it's that's a, a, it's a it's a mix of like Gen three, one, and four. I think mostly there, which yeah. is mostly I think. With maybe one or two exceptions of what my team would also be pulling from, I think. So. Nice. Mm -hmm. well, That's right. cool. Speaking of Gen 4, mm -hmm. thank you to the trainers. Thank you for the trainer tips. Always improving the show. Um, The 25th anniversary, Jack, you want to talk about this for a sec? Let's jump into it because there are some rumors about stuff that's going on. Is that is that where you're heading? Yes, because... Okay like no joke since maybe 2016 every year people have been like it's time gen 4 remakes they're coming it's this year every single year since like i think the remakes of gen 3 that we're playing right now the remakes of them alpha uh, alpha sapphire and omega ruby those came out i think 2016 so give it a year i think ever since 2018 or I could be getting my dates wrong, but ever since like the year removed, it's been like this is the year. Gen 4 remakes, they're coming. They are next in line. And usually they alternate between a remake, a new generation. And we did get that kind of between Sun and Moon and Sword and Shield. Because there was the remakes of uh, Pokemon Yellow, essentially, with Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee. Sword and Shield came out in 20. 19 and yep, 2019 we had 2020 it was kind of a gap year we got the dlc for the sword and shield so presumably next up 
remakes next in line, Gen 4. Gen 4 happens to be my favorite one. So, we're going to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, maybe if it's if it's timely this year, maybe maybe that remake would be our uh, base for the next season of the show. Yes, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's a case of we would like to hear from the trainers on this as well of like, are you cool with that? Because like so far we've played the natural progression, right? We've done Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Next step would be DS. Uh, but I think there's also something to like, hey, what would it be like to see what a modern Pokemon game looks like? And I think it depends on like how respectful these remakes are to the original vision of Gen 4. Because I personally think like the I think if we played the remakes of uh Hoenn, I think it still would have been okay. I don't think we would have lost too much. Obviously, like you you lose that natural progression, but it's still like a faithful adaptation of the region, right? Yeah. Um, where I think if we played, let's say, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee instead of Red and Blue, that would have been very different, you know? Yeah, I agree. From from what I've seen and from what you've discussed and some of the trainers have discussed about the sort of remakes is that they're pretty faithful and they're more than just reskins. Like, they add some, like, quality of life improvements, but... Mm -hmm. For the most part, it seems like they are pretty much one for one those original games, plus some new um, techniques and different stuff that's like added to them just to make them play a little bit better. Yeah, what it seems like. And they also add uh, mechanics of whatever generation the remake is within, because right now we're in Gen Eight, so I guarantee you um, these diamond and pearl remakes will have dynamaxing like the giant hologram pokemon that fight each other like godzilla uh that will be implemented in this game and that was not in the original where i think the remakes of ruby and sapphire came out during gen 6 gen 6 added mega evolution which was sort of like a temporary fourth or additional state of evolution that you can only do within a battle um Obviously, that's not present in these games we're playing right now with Emerald, but the remakes added that. So, there will be newer mechanics, there will be things that aren't fully faithful to the original, but uh, I believe in the Pokemon. I No, I believe in Game Freak. I don't... Game Freak, if they want to... They they had a year off of, like, a full-blown release of maybe... This is going to be the ideal version of what Sword and Shield's ambition was. We'll see, but... I am hopeful. I do think that that's going to be the centerpiece of the announcements for the 25th. As a very casual Nintendo fan, mm -hmm. I've been having a difficult time separating Pokemon from Nintendo, and you've definitely been ha hammering the idea that Pokemon, while it is like one of the big Nintendo properties, it's like very separate yes. from mm -hmm. Nintendo. Um, so I think... It's it's good to have hopes. It's more realistic to have hopes set for Pokemon than it is for <laughs> Nintendo properties, as we saw with the uh, most recent Nintendo Direct, which was mostly disappointing from 
all the accounts that I've heard. Um, so aside from just the remakes, mm -hmm. what do you expect to hear this year for what's to come for Pokemon? Honestly, it's funny you lead it that way because I'm expecting the anniversary of Zelda this year to go much smoother than the Pokemon one. <laughs> like, mm. with like, I have goodwill faith in the po in Game Freak because like they made really great RPGs. We played three of them already, but I think modern day, like Nintendo's approach to their specific first party stuff, I think is like what I would honestly prefer the Pokemon company to be doing. Because, like, my faith is based off of the fact that I enjoyed Sword and Shield more than most people, and I enjoyed the DLC a lot. And hopefully that gives a good indication of where these remakes would be. But, yeah, I'm expecting more of that Pokemon MOBA game that nobody really wanted. Um, I'm expecting, like, probably three more spin-off Bejeweled apps. I'm expecting, like... <laughs> Um, maybe the next gen, I think we're on gen 6 or gen 5 for Pokemon Go now, they're gonna add those. Um, maybe a port of the Detective Pikachu game that was announced a long time ago and kind of went away, so maybe they do that. Maybe a sequel to Detective Pikachu. I was just gonna ask. Yeah. <laughs> we get in that movie? Maybe. I remember during the first run of the show, mm -hmm. it was like the lead up to that movie. Yeah. We never actually like sat down and reviewed it, but... It was enjoyable for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Um, didn't love it, didn't hate it. Uh, I think it fills a similar role of that, like Sonic the Hedgehog fills that movie. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I would I would like more live action slash animated synthesis content mm -hmm. in the Pokemon world. Because um, that was a good first step, and I think they can improve on it further. So that would that would be my hope. And it's been two years, so I mean I. I think that's not unreasonable to expect to hear a sequel to that. Because I think that did fairly well, unless yeah. I'm incorrect. I'm pretty sure it did. But yeah, I think there's also a very real possibility where Gen 4 remakes don't happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and maybe they do suddenly pull out like Pokemon Gun for Sword and Shield's third version or something. Like, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Pokemon AR-15. That was the joke when Sword and Shield was announced. It's like, what's the third one going to be, Gun? Um, like, I don't Pokemon know. Pokemon Bow, right? Sure, that makes sense. <laughs> Axe. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think in a perfect world, there's a really cool remake of Gen 4 that would work well for us implementing into the show. Yeah. Um, but honestly... If they took a page out of Nintendo's book and were like, hey, we're just putting the old stuff on the Switch with, like, an HD up-res, there you go. I think that's probably, like, ideal for just preservation, because, like, I, I think whether or not it's, like, a, a lot of work that's been put in on Nintendo's front, like, I, I think on a preservation side, what they're doing is super super great because they're they are also making things that had weird gimmicks in the past work on just a basic level where these pokemon games that were so reliant on two screens for so long they have really good pixel art too just make it on the switch and implement a new menu instead of a touch screen so i would love that i do think like yes it's an old game not getting a full remake but like that old game is still really good. So, like, if they can get Platinum or something on there, or 
even bring y'all like the games we've already played so far through the Game Boy app or something like a Game Boy app, that'd be super cool too. But yeah, from my perspective, it it, it seems a little challenging to find copies of old Pokemon games to play in like a modern way. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Switch doesn't have the same sort of virtual console that the Wii or the Wii U did right. as um as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they have I know they have like the NES and SNES like online collection that you can play, right. but beyond that it's it's hard to play older games from the systems we grew up playing. Mm-hmm. So I think I agree with you. I'd honestly probably like if it was one or the other, like Gen 4 remake or just like the old just ported over. Um I'd probably prefer just the ports of the really old uh, uh, gens of Pokemon. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like what you're saying, uh, old games tend to be harder to play, so if you could just bring them over in their original states, um, just make them easier to find and play, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, because let me tell you, right now, the secondhand market for specifically Nintendo games, terrible. Like, mm-hmm. if you wanted to try and track down a DS copy of Pearl, Diamond, or Platinum right now, gonna be running like upwards of 60 bucks nah so that ain't it yeah we'll see what happens um i got high hopes Mm. we'll we'll see if i'm disappointed but now how often do the mainline pokemon games release because it was sword and shield in 2019 was an x was it x and y or was it sun and moon before that sun and moon was 2016 um okay Sword and Shield's 2019. I want to say X and Y might have been 2011. It was in high school, definitely. Yeah. Um, but obviously you do have these remakes that sort of take the place of mainline ones because they're, right. you know, following up the new generation. Because um, I think... When did Omega Ruby... I gotta look that up because I've set a date that I don't believe it anymore. <laughs> so basically, like, would you expect to see a a brand new entry um i guess they still haven't like what you said they haven't released like the third version for sword and shield so i guess that's still waiting so it seems a little unlikely that we would get a full-fledged sequel gen yeah like gen 9 i don't think is anytime soon um Mm -hmm. i'd be more surprised honestly if there was a new set of two games or if there was a third version honestly because since x and y they haven't done third versions um like, oh really i didn't know that yep yeah, x and y uh there was no z um they did the uh ruby and sapphire remakes i keep forgetting those <laughs> um <laughs> they did sun and moon there was no star but there was an like ultra sun ultra moon which had like game of the year sort of additions to them you know yeah um and then sword and shield came out and again no gun <laughs> no axe <laughs> so far but they did that expansion pass which Personally, looking at that versus the history, the expansion content they added, I think, is probably what they would have added into a third version anyway. Um, They just don't make you replay the whole game again. Instead of buying Mm -hmm. a third version, it's like a half-priced expansion that would have come with a $60 expansion third version thing. So I I don't think we get a third version. Uh, I'd be more surprised if the next main game isn't a remake at this point. Mm, Gotcha. So awesome yeah. well um exciting things to look forward to what mm-hmm. were you about to say christian i was gonna say worst case scenario i liked let's go pikachu like a lot but mm-hmm. worst case scenario is we get 
another remake of like Johto, but in the Let's Go style. And it's like, okay, yeah, Gen 4 people, you gotta wait like two more cycles because we're gonna do Let's Go remakes moving forward. Like that would be mm. cruel, but yeah. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Johto guy. Me uh, either, and I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know a lot of people love Crystal, but uh, like I, I, I don't get me wrong. I liked Crystal, but. Oh, yeah. If it was a toss-up between Crystal and Emerald, it's I haven't even finished Emerald, and yeah, Emerald is uh, is the one, and I'm excited to move forward. So for sure, um, yeah, some exciting things to expect. Thanks for leading the charge on that one, Christian. I of was course. a little quiet during that conversation because uh, out of my element in terms of modern Pokemon or <laughs> or any sort of uh, what you can expect for Pokemon going forward. So mm-hmm. uh, good to hear. Sounds like we have some good things to look forward to. Hopefully, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully, um, but yeah, let's let's get into the regular uh, rigmarole here, Christian. I'm gonna hit you with that current party. Please do. So of course we have Chad Gable. He's my Geo dude mm-hmm. at level 24. Um, he does evolve into a Graveler. We have three evolutions on my team this this playthrough. That is and wonderful. Chad Gable's one of them. Graveler. Uh, we have Torkoal, who Christian I officially name Yertle. <laughs> Very good. This is the first Pokemon I name on my own accord. That is excellent. Uh, that is character development. Yeah, definitely. Of course, named after uh, my my turtle uh, for, I don't know, 18 years of my life, however it was. Um, mm-hmm. Still alive. It's just back with its original owner who uh, gave me the turtle when I was in kindergarten, and I gave it back to her when I went off to college. So, mm-hmm. wild. Uh, then we have Electric at uh, level 25. We have Grovile, level 26. Uh, Pelipper, level 27. Um, I should say Electric turns into Manectric. That's the second evolution. Nice. Um, and <laughs> I also name my Makahita Panda King, officially. Shout out. Now, Makahita, as far as I know, is not a panda. No. But Hariyama, who Makahita evolves into this playthrough, looks and dons similar garb to the panda king from sly cooper one yes. so had to name it had to make it official i love um, that you made that connection because i also have played sly cooper the, the series always well, like one two three and i never mm-hmm. i never saw that but you are absolutely correct that is such a good comparison that's such a good name big fan of that good job good name i make thank you i make really stupid um just deep cut references mm-hmm. even like panicking is not a deep cut reference but you know you wouldn't think of it uh, my brain is just wired in a dumb way so mm-hmm. that's that's how that works um two things happen here i give surf to pelipper like instantly okay uh, instead of mist i wasn't using mist it's an ice move it's more of a status effect i think yeah um i was like i didn't i don't need that and i give makahita who's my lowest pokemon at level 21 uh exp share just to sort of keep in my party, keep leveling up. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of this playthrough, Christian, everyone's in like the mid to late 20s or even low 20s. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets to 30 plus by the end of this. So Very nice. We put some work in. How about you, Christian? What's your party looking like? So uh, my Kashi, my starter, my Trico line has evolved into my third final stage. I am withholding the name and the image for this episode to preserve Jack's uh reaction because we're sharing a starter this this season um but happy to have him there 
Glad he's at his third form. It's a sick form. I love Trico. His entire line, very, very good. Um, most of my team right now is like mid to low 30s because I, I definitely did some grinding a couple weeks ago to get a little bit of a head, um, which uh, has paid off usually. Um, I still struggled like two weeks ago though, even though it was like a decent amount of head on the gym. But we also have my Swellow named Grayson, my Azumarill named Bobber, my Camerupt named Ares, my Puchiana named Vlad, and my Why Not named Elvis, who at some point evolves into Wobbuffet, because um, I gave Why Not the EXP share. Uh, I don't know if Wobbuffet's going to stay on the team. Wobbuffet's kind of just like a, a tank, and hmm. like is really only good for being a tank, but um, I don't know. I'm not using like those final two slots yet. I, I have Pokemon I want to round out the team, but uh, we'll see how long Elvis sticks around for. Yeah, I was I was wondering because we had that conversation about why not, and we weren't like negative on him, but it wasn't he wasn't sort of like why a must have uh, Pokemon. You mentioned his name being like ah, why not? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's funny. Mm -hmm. It seems like from what you said, you probably won't have him too much longer in your party. Yeah, like I I bet. Uh, Wobbuffet sticks around for at least until, like, maybe Gym 7. Just because, like, some of the Pokemon I want are, like, late. Um, but, yeah, I, um, I'm in, I'm in no rush to kick Wobbuffet out right now. So. Definitely. Uh, well, that's our parties. Now, did, how did you start this? Because I did, like, sort of an optional route, from my perspective, at least. Like, okay. I started where Mr. Briny was mm -hmm. um, originally, and I just took that route, and I just went through all the trainers there, like 105, 106, 107, um, and I just went to, to use that for XP. What did you do? I did about the same. Um, I, I did run to the desert area with a sandstorm, just because um, last week you mentioned you popped in there, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to do that. Um, I, I fought a few trainers in there. Um, I found the tower, but I didn't have the mock bike, so I couldn't, like, drive or ride across the crumbling tiles. And I was like, if I leave, it's going to disappear. So mental note for the future, I'll go back with the mock bike. Um, mm. um, but yeah, I think after that, I did a little exploring, um, you know, because we have a few shortcuts now in between routes. So I just, like, did went to go do some cleanup, see if there's anything I missed, any items to pick up. Nothing of note. Um, I think there were a couple trainers that I missed before that I, I fought, but uh, yeah, I went straight basically to um, Briny's house and uh, set sail on my um, my bobber and uh, fought some trainers out in the ocean. Nice. Yeah, I, I noticed a, a different appearance of surf. Mm -hmm. Instead of like sitting on a Pokemon, you sit on like this black ball, essentially. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think I like that look compared to what we had in Gen One and uh, Gen Two. Sure, I think so. It's like implied that um, the shadow is just meant to be whatever Pokemon uh, you gave Surf in your party. Because like, while we do have all these technical advancements of the GBA, uh, animating a sprite for every Pokemon that could learn Surf—that's a lot. <laughs> so. Mm. 
I think they just gave this like ambiguous uh, sphere that's like, oh, it's it's your Pokemon's back, and they're half underwater, they're swimming. So like, that's the way I always interpreted it. It was like, oh, like yeah, the front of them is underwater, they're swimming, and it's just like they're water types, so they can be underwater, you know. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, start at route fi- uh, 105. Someone's mm-hmm. talking about a magical rock. I don't think I ever encountered this. Is there something I should keep an eye out for? I don't know. That's an answer the trainer should re- uh, respond with over the the week because I I know because of like the hot spring myth that I had last week. There are people in the game that will give hints, um, and early RPGs like this talking to the NPCs is essential for some of the secrets in the game or things that might not be fully explained and you know this is how we uh snowball with the the schoolyard myths yeah but i have no idea what they're talking about (laughs) yeah um yeah maybe if the trainers uh let me know if maybe i missed something Mm -hmm. um that'd be cool now you told me to keep track of some of the new water types that we run into on this route yes um there's two that really come to mind. Okay. I don't think I see too many others that are, like, new to me. Right. The first of which, which we've seen before, but I, I thought I'd shout it out again, is Carvana. Hell yeah. Um, which is essentially, like, a piranha-looking Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool and has... It strikes me as, like, sort of this very aggressive-looking Pokemon, um, which is somewhat rare, I would say. Of course, you have, like, aggressive versus cute Pokemon, but... Mm-hmm definitely more the the aggressive looking design but yeah i think it looks super cool yeah remember last week when we were talking about um the dream pokemon teams and i was like i don't i'm not down with the people that are like i want the ones that all look cool like yeah the carvana line having um like the line that it does have i know you haven't seen it yet but like it's one of those where it's like oh this is a cool one it's a it's a mean looking pokemon right like it is cool. It's a good Pokemon. It's a good line, but um, uh, it was never one of the standout ones for me. I have a like a, a set number of cool Pokemon I'll allow myself on every team. Yeah, um, yeah. Carvana is definitely like the sort of the angsty choice. I think we had a conversation about Pokemon before that looked like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been like my high school choice probably. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh, look, um, rest to route 106 again just a whole bunch of trainers uh get to do for it again don't really do anything i don't mess with their speech patterns or anything (laughs) um uh route 107 this is where makahita evolves into hariyama very nice um and its hp stat is through the roof like all of my pokemon are like like 50 to 70 to 80 maybe at this point at the highest and Hariyama's like well into the 100s mm-hmm. um, maybe not well into the 100s but like 100 something or another yeah. and I'm like whoa <laughs> you are fulfilling the tank role so yes. thank you sir mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad Makuhita hit well for you because that that Pokemon Hariyama Panda King Panda King is going to do some work for you throughout the rest of this game so. yeah Panda King I'm very excited for of course Panda King in Sly Cooper 3, as we all remember, mm-hmm. uh, becomes a good guy and yeah. joins the team. And uh, he is a pyrotechnic expert. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that will translate to my Hariyama here, but worth noting. 
worth noting at least i think there's some fighting move that's a punch that like literally explodes so maybe maybe you can come full circle with that name <laughs> we'll see mm. flaming chop that was that was one of his moves from like we one nice so maybe um we get to the abandoned ship here christian yes um which i saw on mr briny's ship along the way and i was mm-hmm. like i'm sure we'll get get to that and we get to that here um very quickly i learned that i can't really progress mm-hmm. past a certain point right um i noticed a pool of water in one of the rooms mm-hmm. and a trainer outside was like oh if only you had a pokemon that could go underwater yes and i think the move dive is what i need and i don't think i have that at this point yes dive is another hm that you'll learn eventually oh, okay. um to give you advanced notice I don't fully remember how effective dive is, but in battle it operates sort of the same way that dig operates, but for water Pokemon. Oh. And I don't fully remember if it only works when you're on water. I don't think. I think you can do it anywhere, but if you're nervous about it at all, potentially give it to a different Pokemon, and when you do have to dive, bring them in. And, uh... Just use them that way, you know? Yeah, maybe a Zigzagoon situation, if uh, that even takes it. Or just, you know, some sort of Pokemon that can just take my HMs and mm-hmm. be on its way. Yes, exactly. Because, so, like, I don't think... Yeah. There will be points where you have to dive a decent amount, um, especially, like, on the, the path towards, like, endgame. Um, I think there's a cave or two where you're going to be having to dive, and it's high-level Pokemon, so, like... This a trade-off that you might have to do of like okay i'm only, only gonna have five strong ones and then this one that can dive or use waterfall or stuff like that but like um it's worth considering um maybe not give every water move that's an hm to a pelipper if you like having the the wing moves and stuff like that flying type moves it's uh not always a perfect idea right so um yeah so once I get to the last room I could go to, there's some dude here essentially investigating this ship for Stern, mm-hmm. who we met in Slayport. Um, there's a bunch of... It looks like acid on the floor. Um, or just like holes on the floor when you first enter the abandoned ship. Yes. Could you ever pro- progress past that, or is, is that purposely just blocking you? So... There's a couple places in the ship, if you're exploring, where you can exit. Um, it's like uh, you go in through the main entrance because you can't go left or right. But yeah. if you maneuver through the halls inside the ship, I think all the way on the left, there's another door you can take out. Um, and will give you a balcony in a different part of the ship. And I also was not able to progress further here because I do believe you need dive. Um, but as of right now there's not much to explore on the outside of the ship and yeah sorry before we progress past this i want to let you know because i don't remember if the game tells you this when you get dive you can only dive in specific places um dark water right yes the darker water color is where you can dive so cool i don't think they ever outright say it so i could see that being a frustrating thing trying to figure that out but Yes, darker waters where you can dive. Okay, excellent. Um, some other notable things here. I found the dive ball, which I believe is for 
water Pokemon or Pokemon that you find after you dive? Something along the lines of that? Yeah, I, I, I know for Pokeballs that have a buff for water types, it's um, there's the net ball and there's the dive ball. I think dive ball is if you're surfing or diving, and the net ball is if you're fishing, I think. Gotcha. So. Cool. Um, Grovile at this point, learn, because I'm using Grovile for most of this because, you know, oh, grass over water advantage. Mm -hmm. um, Grovile learns Leaf Blade, which... For me, is this the first sort of super useful grass move I've gotten in a while. And I replaced Fury Cutter, which is a low-power bug move, which I wasn't really using all that much. Good call, because I made the same decision last week. <laughs> so. Hey, nice. You got rid of Fury Cutter? Yeah, for Leaf Blade. Leaf Blade is really good. It's a long animation, but it's a good move. It is a long animation. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that. Yeah. It's a good move, um, though, for sure. Yeah. Anything else uh, that you notice here, Christian, that we didn't discuss? Not really. I got confused. I was like, am I supposed to be able to do anything else here yet? So I was in there for a little longer than I would have liked to be. But um, yeah, as soon as I, was, as I was done, I just hopped back on my Pokemon and sailed off to the next town. Yeah, well, same. Returned um, to uh, <laughs> So. Yep, yep. So there's one Pokemon here that I thought was hilarious. And... Uh, I included it in the what's that Pokemon segment. So Christian, can you describe what you're looking at here? Uh, it is a spherical seal whose name is Sphiel. Mm -hmm. sure That's is. what that Pokemon is. That's absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. um, real. First of all, this is probably my my worst drawing that I've done. Hey, I uh, I know exactly who that is from looking at it. Yeah, I just I. I was I wasn't I wouldn't say I was in a rush, but I just did not really care mm -hmm. to be accurate with this one. I would yeah. say, um, yeah, it gets the job done. Yeah. Well, any thoughts on Sveal? It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I is this a uh, evolution of Seal? No. So in Gen One, there is Seal and Dugong, if you remember. Mm -hmm. um, Sveal evolves into oh come on who is it <laughs> um oh i have to look it up i'm sorry Sveal evolution um a dolphin type pokemon maybe celio it looks like a a walrus it's a walrus basically um okay it's i think it has three forms but what's interesting about Sveal is it's water and ice so, first ice Pokemon I think we've seen so far, and ice has some pretty strong moves. Ice is a pretty solid Pokemon type. Hmm. So. Ice Beam? Is yeah, Ice Beam, move? Blizzard, stuff like that. Well off. Aurora Ooh. Beam? Yeah, Aurora Beam. I, I had that uh, last gen. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. cool. Um, yes, feels hilarious. Yeah. Fat Pokemon? Always funny. Yes. Always good. Um... Okay, yeah, so we, we move out of the abandoned uh, ship at this point. Um, I found a rare candy, and I gave it to Chad Gable, who I think was my lowest-leveled Pokemon at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just so happened that when I did that, he leveled up and he evolved into Graveler mm -hmm. with that move. Yeah, that was funny. Imagine that. Imagine, like, just... Is it, like, steroids at that point? Is it just, like, you're giving yourself this huge boost, and it's, like... Your, your evolution that you've been building towards for so long, so much hard work, 
you eat something, then you're there. Yeah, it's it's like the uh, trolley car situation where you pull the lever. It's like, are you at, are you really uh, at fault there? Or... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm putting two and two together. I'm trying to make something work, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It does it does seem a little different because um, you're actually encouraging the growth with some sort of supplement here. Mm-hmm. Now, worth reiterating, I do believe that this is your third graveler in three seasons of the show. Um, we'll let the historians decide that one. I don't think I used Geodude that much in Gen One. I think you at least got it to graveler. I think. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm almost positive you had a Graveler. Because I remember Maybe. telling you early that, like, Golem was the third form, and you couldn't have Golem unless you traded. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to look back. Yeah. Um, because Dugtrio, of course, is my dude in that yes. generation for ground type. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gotta be honest, like, <laughs> you're going ground rock, for me at least, the ones I've uh, encountered, like, Geodude just seems to have it, and you find them pretty early on in pokemon so yeah it's not a bad choice it's, Gotta not. Keep it's it really not yeah what what do people usually choose if they want a ground rock type um i'll i think this is a gen 2 pokemon so i don't feel bad saying this um let me double check um but yeah i think ground type is interesting um because at least for me i don't have a huge uh experience with them but oh i was wrong this is uh, i was gonna say tyranitar but that is dark and rock people love that pokemon um for ground though like yeah maybe dugtrio i don't know yeah i like ground and rock type pokemon because they remind me of uh earthbenders from avatar the last airbender sure yeah um and right right now i Oh, right on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earth. I had right on mm-hmm. briefly. I think I gave strength to right on, mm-hmm. which probably wasn't a good idea. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> um, but yeah, I learn knock off for. I think this is uh, panicking, mm-hmm. and is a dark type move. And I got rid of. Yeah, it is for panicking. Uh, I got rid of focus energy because I I don't really use that. Yeah, like you already have so. such a good raw attack stat that you like really don't need to buff it much um yeah honestly knock off i don't even i think that might be something you eventually replace too maybe because like yeah. knock off i think is i don't know how much damage it does i think the gimmick is like if an, a pokemon's holding a berry it'll drop it but yeah it's immediately like when i use that i was like eh. it like neither of those moves matter that much so might yeah. as well um experiment you know exactly uh, at this point, Electric evolves into Manectric. It's hard to say. Might need might need a new name for that one. Yeah, um, yeah there it is. Um, Manectric looks awesome, I'll say. What was the name of uh, the headphone jack girl from My Hero? Oh, her name was... Wasn't it just headphone jack? I don't know. but Because I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of like Electric things cole maybe cole mcgrath no i'm not feeling cole zeke um zeke no definitely not zeke from infamous Mm -hmm. um i do want to i do want to see who this was i think it is oh earphone jack earphone oh that's her her hero name yeah that's her hero name her real name is jiro okay because yeah i remember in um, 
season one of this show, before you watched My Hero, I was, when I was playing through Let's Go Pikachu, I named my Charizard Bakugo. So, mm, nice. It's it's worth pulling from anime. Can't hurt. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I'll look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so at this point, get back to Slateport. This is where I officially name uh, Hariyama Panda King and Torkoal Yertle. Um, at this point, I'm somewhat confused because there's a path on the Poconav all the way to the right, which mm-hmm. is a huge water path. Yes. Um, and there's some other ways I can go now, now that I have Surf. So I messaged you and I was like, where should I be heading toward? Mm-hmm. Um, and you said Fortree. So I start making my way towards there. Um, go through Route 118. I see Steven. Now, can you remind me who Steven is? Because I saw him. Of course, we play this week by week, so mm-hmm. I'm like, I forget things as we go on. I'm like, who the hell is Steven? Steven is the person who you had to deliver the letter to from the Devonport mm. president. He was in the cave in um, the... Dewberry, right? Yeah, Duford, Duford. I think. Duford. Duford. Yeah. Uh, he was in the Duford cave, um, and he gave a little bit of a spiel about like the region, you know, and like, oh, you got, you got potential kid, so. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so yeah, see him again. Uh, I think at this point I'm using Manectric just to, that was, or yeah, Manectric was just the Pokemon that was underleveled at that point, so I was just bringing it up to parity. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to Route 123, I encounter Barry, the Barry Master, mm-hmm. and I gotta be totally honest with you, I don't give a flying fuck about <laughs> berries in yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. And I'm not even picking them up at this point. Like, I don't care. I you, do not care. You really don't need to. Um, I've never used berries in my life. Mm. <laughs> There's always <laughs> something in every Pokemon game. It's like, it's this it's this new mechanic. It's this new feature. I sleep. Every time. There's at least one thing. Uh, it's fine. like Mean Girls. Stop saying fetch. Stop yeah. trying to make fetch a thing. <laughs> it's like, stop trying to make berries a thing. I, I, I'm not going to use them. So, what's interesting, I think, is, um, did you go through, uh, Mauville at all this week? Or no? Um, I don't think I did. Oh, I, I briefly passed through it, actually, to get to the right side of the map. Did you notice, did you notice anybody standing in the middle of town? I don't think so, because I immediately went to the right. Watson. Watson? Yeah, the gym leader. Left the gym? Yeah, he was just standing in the middle of town. If you go up to him, he's like, oh, hey, uh, you want to help me out with something? And you get a little side quest. Whoa. He should still a be in your quest. game. It's it's really, it took me like five, ten minutes, but he should hmm. still be in your game if you um want to do that. Because I saw him standing there, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember I did have to talk to you about something. And you remember the route where you fought May um, before yeah. Marvel? So there's a water area there now where you can, uh, since you have surf, you can swim around. There's a little cave um, that has an elevator. And if you go underground, it's like a mini power plant. And he's like, hey, we're having some issues. Could you just like go over there, go through the power plant and like shut down the power just so like everything's cool or like reset it because it's like, you know potential hazards um so yeah you just do a little side quest for the gym leader wow interesting yeah um i'll have to go back and do that i'm sure you get some xp yeah a bunch of um magnemites magnetites uh i think a voltorb or two uh electrics 
some items. Not something, not anything huge, but just a fun little thing to do. Yeah, you usually don't see uh, gym leaders outside the gym after that, so it's cool mm. to see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we breeze past the berry master. Uh, we get to Route One Nineteen. This is where the super tall grass is. You can't use yes. any bikes. You have to just walk through. Yes. Um, there, there's a weird thing where if you move one way, the trainers in the tall grass will move in that direction as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a gimmick in this area. It's funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad Gable at this point, I who I think I gave the exp share um once uh panicking got up to level 30 or around there mm-hmm. um learns rollout and i gave nice. rollout instead of tackle so that a, a good move i think so good excellent mm-hmm. choice <laughs> and we're see we're getting some really powerful moves at this point because yurtle learns flamethrower and i get rid of ember which i've had forever mm-hmm. um and I, I assume Flamethrower is just the next powerful fire basic attack. Pretty much, yeah. Um, is there anything that stands out to you for new Pokemon in this area with the tall grass? Because there are specific Pokemon that will only pop up in the tall grass. Um, not that come to mind. Do you have any that you encountered this time? Um, none that like were notable for me, but I do know again from the constant um research and hunting i did for specific pokemon back in the day there is a pokemon here with an incredibly rare spawn very similar to that of uh dunsparce it might Mm. be a one percenter and it might have to be a specific weather effect too but um yeah there's there's a pokemon here and it's if you want to talk about like a hot topic pokemon this is it this is the one Hot Topic as in the Hot Topic mall the, the store? store <laughs> yes. The store, yes. Wait, are you actually serious? Absolutely. You want to talk about, like, edgy Pokemon that, like, high school you would have liked? Middle school me wanted this Pokemon so bad. G- give me the name. I want to see this thing. Um, Absol. A-B-S-O-L. I believe it's around the Weather Institute. I'm almost positive. Let's see. Absol. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, it even has the hair flip. I know. It's got the what, like the razor thing coming out of its head too. Like, yeah, yeah. I think oh, that. Yeah, it looks like a sickle. Yeah, it's like a wow, dark that. angel in the form of a wolf. Like, how much more can you get? <laughs> That's honestly, if I saw that, I would definitely have to to pick that up. Just because, yeah. Of course, it's a dark type. I'm looking at the type. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh boy, That's that's pretty out there. Yeah, Absol so very cool mm-hmm. um i don't ooh, know if you yeah. if you accidentally ran into anything and been like oh what's this thing <laughs> like i don't think i did okay. um i think i would have noticed that yeah just uh, to make but sure. yeah it's wild mm-hmm. that is wild but... very cool uh yeah so yeah as you mentioned we get to the weather institute um team aqua was blocking the bl- the bridge on the right so basically had to go through here mm-hmm. uh they're inside basically defeat all of them um and then some aqua grunts are like oh we saw team magma and they're heading to mount pyre we gotta go there too so that's where they're off to mm-hmm. um and then a scientist that i rescued gave me cast form nice. and this is a pretty interesting pokemon mm-hmm. which according to like the description they gave was a pokemon that changed shape according to the weather yes 
I don't know if that's a very practical Pokemon, but it's at least interesting. Yeah, it's like, again, you get the the power of the GBA. It's like, oh, we can have dynamic weather now in Pokemon in certain areas. Um, as you see in the Weather Institute, I think most of the time it's raining. Um, yeah. So, like, if you're... If, if cast forms in the party there, it'll be a water type. If it's in, like, um, a neutral area, it's just normal. If it's in, I think, uh, I don't know what all types are. I think it's, like, water, fire, ground, maybe, might be the cast form types, and then normal. So, but it's it's kind of a, it's a gimmick Pokemon. It's cute, it's yeah. fun, it's a cool gimmick, but, like, I've never used a cast form as a team member, like, ever. And based on... The fact that a scientist gave me this Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I have to imagine this Pokemon was created under some uh, nefarious, I'll say, uh, circumstances. Some experiments. Perhaps. I have to imagine. Who's to say? Hmm. Uh, like you stick it in a weather machine, you shoot it up into the air, you bring it back down. Ooh, this thing's a fire Pokemon now. Yeah, because, like, think about... um. Think about what was I gonna say? Think about um, Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Yeah. Yeah. Is this is this like, are they giving you a, a a Mewtwo early in the game and they're just gonna let it fester in your team and then by the end of the game, just like leaves the team goes chaotic? What's up, Cast? I mean, sh surely Mewtwo can't be the only experimented Pokemon. Yeah. In the Pokemon world, like how many how many are there that we don't even know about? Right. This is the pokemon conspiracy podcast yes so we get through that may is on the other side of the bridge i think this is the first maybe second fight with may that you can't skip you have to fight her mm -hmm. um she has a pelipper a combuskin a lombre do i say that i i always i always get to that word i'm like hmm i've always lombre? i've always said lombre it could be lombre i don't know but mm. i always said lombre so Super easy fight. This is a one to two hit fight situation. Yes. With all these Pokemon. Is it the same for you? Yeah, I'm... Because I think at this point I'm still a couple levels higher than you are right now. So I'm just like steamrolling. Really? Yeah. She... she. I think these trainer battles are like, hey, if you're doing poorly in this, step it up. Yeah. Um, and she essentially says that. She's like, I, I was here to, uh, to make sure you're you know training your pokemon properly and uh you are so see i always read that um, as like a a way to like trying to like cushion your pride when you when she loses it's like yeah i was just checking i was just making yeah. sure you're good <laughs> you know? yep yeah i bet she would have been singing a different tune if she won yeah. um but i guess not yeah that's that's always video games like you, you always like what you said like <laughs> if someone if the situation was different and they won they would definitely be gloating yeah. but uh yeah, she gives us fly though, so we have yeah. the HM fly. Can't use it outside of battle, but mm -hmm. that's good to have. I'm glad that it's front and center, <laughs> like mm -hmm. Gen One. And I'll reiterate this because fly in battle, excellent. Because also, Ooh. if you fly, because flying um, is similar to dig, it keeps you in the sky, so most attacks can't hit your Pokemon in that in between phase. Hmm interesting yeah and it's just a good move like i have given fly to charizard every time i play gen 1 jack so please Whoa. do not hesitate to give fly to a pokemon you like 
Just interesting. Now, why not do a flying type Pokemon? Um, just because like usually late game when I want to be flying around, I don't want to have this dumb bird on my team, and it's like, oh, I have a dragon. I will give it to the dragon. <laughs> you know? Oh, true. He's always gonna be in the party, so I'll just give it to him. Now I have a flying water type. Pokemon. You do. And I give that flying water type Pokemon a different move that we'll get to. Okay. Um, maybe we could discuss the differences and if it would be worthwhile. But sure. um, we get to Fortree City here, Christian. Yep, nub. Exactly. <laughs> now, this is the treetop city that frolics with nature. Uh -huh. um, I wrote here, this is by far, by far, the best town in any Pokemon game. I was worried when you said this by far the second time, because yes, I agree. It's got the most character. It's so unique. Uh, again, power of the GBA. You got these multiple levels going on. It's it's such a cool city. It's so, so cool. Now, you go Endor, of course. Mm -hmm. I also go Star Wars, but I go Kashyyyk. That's what came to mind at sure. first. I guess Endor, I think, would would be the... the um, the easier one to sort of go to. I don't know why I went to Kashyyyk. I think I've, I was thinking video games. I was mm -hmm. thinking Battlefront 2. What? Uh, you got you got you a mix to... of water also here. You know, there's yeah. like the rain. So like Kashyyyk's got the ocean and the, the beaches and stuff like that. But here, uh, again, it screams Endor to me because it's the tree houses. So. Totally. Uh, yeah, Fortree City is very, very cool. Very mm -hmm. interesting. Nice. Um, a lot of stories. The music. Stuff yeah, a lot of story stuff. The music here is is beautiful as always. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's. If I wanted to spend some time in a town in Pokemon, I think it would be this one. Yeah. I honestly, if you're ever doing some work, if you're working on some articles or anything, if you're doing some research, queue up like just a a loop or a mix of any of the GBA Pokemon game musics to the DS games. Their soundtracks. They got some good music in these games. Like Ooh, interesting. Like red and crystal, or red, blue and crystal. Um, they're they have iconic music, but they're kind of uh, invasive with how like the chip tunes are. But here, I think with like the yeah. MIDI stuff, like they really find a really nice sound for the series uh, across the, the GBA and the DS. So totally. Um, basically going through all the huts here, I get hidden power from someone. Okay. Um. There's. I try to go to the gym, but there's something invisible blocking it. Mm -hmm. um, go past a little bit. There's someone saying something about like all the training they did on Route 120. So I head there, um, and Steven's there again, and he gives me the Devon scope so I can see like invisible Pokemon or stuff that's blocking my path. Mm -hmm. And Kecleon is the Pokemon that has been blocking my path. Yes. I will say, very cool looking Pokemon. It's a normal type though, so wouldn't add this to my party. Yes. Oh, I, do you remember a couple weeks ago I said there might be something that shows up that I think you might want? Mm -hmm. It was Kecleon because I know you said you love geckos. I know it's not a gecko fully; it's more like a chameleon, but um, it is a very cool Pokemon. Um, then the normal type is again bit of a hurdle um but i do like there are some normal type pokemon that can like be built well there usually is a way you can optimize a normal type 
sort of jack of all trade. You just sort of give a whole bunch of different types of moves to it. Yeah, and usually they're proficient in like uh, a specific stat over another. So like, um, there's usually like you can use it as like a foundation kind of. Um, right. Like, in let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Eevee's a normal type. You can't evolve that Eevee, um, but viable. Um, I think uh, Snorlax is normal. Snorlax is a tank. I I've had Snorlax on a team through the end multiple times before so like there there's absolutely ways you can build a normal type uh if it's something that appeals to you but uh, i i understand the hesitation because it's not always super apparent and it's not always worth it sometimes yeah totally um yeah like what you said uh cool looking pokemon but i have no real use for it i already have my six member party mm -hmm. if anything changes that i'd be super surprised really um yeah, I kind of like everyone at nice. this point. I was nervous, like, the first uh, playthrough of this gen, mm -hmm. and at this point, I feel like I have all six, which I usually never have. I usually have, like, five. Mm -hmm. And then there's the final slot, which I don't really do anything with. But, uh, yeah, I have all six here. Nice. So, yeah. looking good. Yeah. Um, anything else that I missed in Fortree that we haven't discussed? Um, I don't think so. There's some, like, interesting... Uh, flavor text from some of the NPCs in the town, um, just talking about like the weather and th what their city is like, you know, what it's like living in the trees. Um, but no, nothing of note really. I've always wanted to spend a night in like a bungalow or something like that in Dude, the trees. There's some like I've seen these before. I know they're like kind of trendy now with like millennials. It's like those like. <laughs> They're not tents, but they're calling them tents. You know what I'm talking about? Like they're in the forest. Oh, it's basic, yeah, it's like a cabin kind of. That's like yeah, really like fancy. Um, I I don't know if I are you a camping person? Uh, I, yeah, I'm a camping guy. I'm yeah. like not all the time, but I've uh, <laughs> I went on a road trip last summer mm -hmm. and I did. I slept in tents. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't like stay in like hotels or anything. So yeah, yeah, I don't camp often. But I do like camping, so I, I. But I think like something like on that level, maybe not like a super fancy yurt, but like a nice treehouse that could be fun, you know. Oh yeah. Um, if you saw the sequel to To All the Boys I Loved Before, I have not. <laughs> the sickest treehouse in in the sequels of that movie. Ooh, okay. Like incredible treehouse, like not realistic, but man, mm -hmm. they went hard on the production design for Ooh. that treehouse. High Pretty praise. Good. Um, so yeah, this is a cool little spot. Uh, would love to see this in the, uh, Gen 3 remake. Sapphire I... Alpha? Alpha Sapphire? Alpha Omega Sapphire Ruby. and Omega Ruby. I'm gonna give it a Google real quick, because I remember not loving it. Ooh. I could be wrong. Um, but I think when you add the 3D elements, you kind of, it gets a little more confusing to, like, figure out, like, where you can see everything. Um... Mm -hmm. Fortress City Alpha Sapphire. Let me look at this bad boy real quick. Let's see what we got. Um. Oh no, never mind. I was thinking of something else. Yeah, it's okay. cool. The camera is like dynamic enough that it gives you a good view of everything. But I'm looking at a photo from an IGN guide. Okay. 
<laughs> and just from that one photo, it looks like... Um, why does it look like this? It looks like the Fairly Odd Parents game breaking the rules on the PS2. I can see that. Um, but it's just from that one image. All the other images don't look like that. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm thinking that. I can see that comparison. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it looks cool. Um, would like to spend more time here. But yeah, we finally get to the gym. This is the Fortree City Gym. And the main gimmick here is just a bunch of turnstiles. Yeah. Um... Nothing really challenging. The puzzle is just there's like a couple that you have to make sure you correctly position. Mm -hmm. You have to like be mindful of a few, um, but nothing too challenging. And everyone here is using bird Pokemon. Um, and of course, I have my Manectric at level 30, and I have my Chad Gable at level 30 um, for the advantage over bird. Very nice. So we're ready. Yep. Oh, yeah. And we get to Winona, who is the bird user taking flight into the world. Mm -hmm. And she has, I think, five Pokemon. Yes. One of the trainers, I would say, with the most Pokemon that I've met so far. Mm -hmm. So she brings out a Swablu Hell first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have my Manectric. I use Spark. It's super useful. I think it almost gets a one-hit faint. Uh, but it doesn't. It Swablu uses Mirror and then immediately uses a Hyper Potion, which I know I always say it, but yeah. like if you're using that for your first Pokemon, come on, come yeah. on, save it, <laughs> save it. Mm -hmm. Um, it uses uh, excuse me. I use Quick Attack and then I use Spark and then I get the Faint. So the Hyper Potion was in vain. Yeah, love that type of vanish. Oh, yeah. Um, bring out... It brings out... Uh, excuse me. Winona brings out Altaria, which yes. I think is the funniest-looking Pokemon. It's this blue bird-looking Pokemon with a cloud surrounding it. It mm -hmm. looks like it just got out of the shower and it's covering itself with a towel uh -huh. or some sort of nearby thing. Looks naked. It's funny. So um, do you have a guess on what Altaria's type is? Uh, so, definitely flying, and then water, maybe? Um, it is flying and dragon. Really? Yes. Altaria is... Swablu only evolves twice. It evolves... Or, it only evolves once. It evolves into Altaria. And Altaria, again, is one of those Pokemon that, like, a lot of people... If there's a super powerful Pokemon they like sometimes and they want one to build their team around, sometimes you'll see Altaria on like a powerful team. Um yeah. Altaria, I think, might evolve at like level uh, like mid thirties, so it is like you're sticking with Swablu for a while, but um Yeah, it's a it's a solid Pokemon. Yeah. Uh so I come out using Spark. It uses Earthquake, uh, as well as an Orange Berry to get some health back. Uh, I use a Soda at this point because I think uh, my Manectric is a little hurt. Mm -hmm. it uses Earthquake again, which is effective. I use Spark, and then I'm like, all right, I need to switch some people out here. So Chad Gable comes out. It misses with Magnitude, and the Dragon Breath 
uh, from Altaria faints Chad Gable. So maybe I didn't know that Altaria was Dragon. I think Dragon maybe has some advantage over Rock or Ground. So that was a one-hit faint. So Yikes. I had to bring out Panda King. Panda King uses Strength. Uh, Altaria uses Dragon Dance, but I get the faint with Arm Thrust. Very nice. So, so far, I think that was the more challenging Pokemon from mm -hmm. Winona. Yes. Then Skarmony comes out. This is a big silver-ish looking bird. Um, I still have my Panda King out. It gives a soda to Manectric. Skarmony uses Sand Attack and Aerial Ace, which proves to be super effective. Uh, my Strength Attack misses, so I bring out Manectric. Aerial Ace for uh, against Manectric is not very effective. Uh, one Spark Attack does like three quarters of its HP, and then the second one faints Skarmony. So that's that Pokemon. Not very difficult. Yeah. Uh, then this is, I would say, the coolest looking Pokemon of the party. Even more so than Altaria. Okay. We have Tropius, which is just a dinosaur. Mm hmm. This is just a dinosaur. Now, what if I told you that a lot of people hate this Pokemon? Why? I Why? don't know. I don't. They're like, what is it? It's a it's a long neck with a banana necklace. Like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, it's, Dude, it's it's a dinosaur. <laughs> it's dorky, and that's why it's cool. Cause it's a it's a dinosaur Pokemon with leaf wings and bananas on its head. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't even notice the bananas until mm. you brought it up, and now I'm looking at it. It's even cooler. Yeah, it's right. Like, it's a banana tree Pokemon that's also a dinosaur. Come on. Exactly. It's super cool. Um, I don't know why people hate on it. Uh, I feel like it's in the similar vein of like when people hate on Bayleaf, except not warranted this time. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, I think I've caught a Tropius before. I don't think I've ever used one for a long time. But I, I never understood it. Yeah, it doesn't evolve. It's just that. That's all it ever is. But it's a cool Pokemon because it's weird, dorky, and it's proud to be because it doesn't have to change. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tropius comes out. Uh, I use Spark. It uses Sunny Day for some reason. So um, I think... Is it a Fire-type Pokemon as well? No. So uh, Sunny Day uh, gives you the the altered um, environmental part of the battle, right? It makes it like, oh, the sun's bearing down. Yeah. There are certain grass Pokemon that can learn, or most of them, I think, can learn Hyper Beam. Hyper Beam, as you know, takes a full turn to charge up. If the sunlight's beaming down from Sunny Day, um, Hyper Beam is instant. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think anyone ever uses Hyper Beam against me in this fight. Yeah, maybe it was built into that, but I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's a, another case of like, hey, sometimes. If you want to be smart, there are ways you can build up a move, have a have an order to the way you attack with a Pokemon, but like in many cases, why would you need to do that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so Tropius, I use Spark against it, it uses Sunny Day, and I use Spark again, and it faints. It's a very quick It's a very quick battle for the penultimate Pokemon in uh, Winona's party. And finally, of course, how could she not she brings out a Pelipper. And it's as if I was training for this because Pelipper 
is a water flying Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And I have my Manectric, which has the double advantage here yes. of electric against water and electric against flying. Usually it, it's the other way around where like one of them cancels it out so it's not as effective. Mm -hmm. um, so immediately Pelipper uses Protect because it's like, fuck. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. uh, Spark misses, of course, but then I use Spark again and it's a one-hit very nice uh fight and yeah that's that's winona that i would say one of the easier the gym battles i would say in yeah. emerald for me so far yeah i'm um, great to hear i i didn't really struggle here but it just took me a little longer because i don't have an electric type in the party right now um mm. so but like being a little higher level wise well it was like sort of making up for it it just took me a little longer to get through yeah you also don't have a ground type, is that right? Well, I have um Camerupt. Uh, oh, so Camerupt was helpful. I have Magnitude on him, but... um, Nice. Yeah, Aries pulling through. Yeah, great name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we get uh, the Feather Badge here. This is uh, allows Pokemon to be used up to level 70, so if you're importing any old Pokemon, um, you can use those at this point. Yeah. Uh, Fly can be used outside of battle now. And I get TM40, which is Aerial Ace, and I immediately give it to Pelipper. Mm -hmm. So it has Wing Attack, Aerial Ace, and Quick Attack, and Water Gun. Okay. I could be wrong. Did you give Surf? I, I thought you gave Surf. I do have Surf. But yeah, Quick Attack is not in there. Surf, Water Gun, uh, Aerial Ace, and uh, Wing Attack, I believe. Yeah. Could be wrong about that. So, what would you go for here? Aerial Ace or uh, Fly? Or should I get rid of Wing Attack for Fly? I would consider getting rid of... Uh, what was the other one again? You had Wing Attack, Aerial Water Ace, gun. Water Gun, and... Was Surf. There... Okay. Um, yeah, probably Wing Attack then. Um, or maybe, honestly, Water Gun. Because, like, Surf... Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Surf is, like, a super powerful water move, so if you're ever, like, needing that water advantage, if you pop Surf, they're probably dead. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Um, I would probably, yeah, at that point, I would probably just keep Surf on Pelipper and then dedicate the rest to flying-type moves. Um, and then maybe in the future, when you need dive and waterfall and that kind of stuff, have a secondary water type that you just can pop into the party if you need water, those moves. But because uh, they're not as effective, again, for memory as surf is um, on a raw level. So giving the advantage of like the water move to Pelipper, you already have one locked in. So like, yeah, water gun is maybe something you can... Toss aside. Yeah, it's getting to that point. Now, here's another question. Like, uh, you'll have certain Pokemon with, like, certain types. Mm -hmm. For the moves, what should... Should you just, like, go all out? Like, if you have a water type, should you just do all water moves? Um, should you be diversifying? Like, I have my water flying, so obviously I have a water type move, a flying type move. Should I balance it out with other types of moves should i have two water two flying what do you suggest 
Um, I think it would be smart to, if you want to give a Pokemon of a specific type moves of that type, I would usually limit it to half of your pool, so two. Um, okay. Because you will run into a situation, I'm sure, where like, Manectric um, is the last in the party, um, and you're against a Pokemon that has immunity to electricity, you know? You're gonna need like something like a quick attack or a swift or anything that's like can do chip damage, even if it's just not a lot, right? Like, I think where you can introduce maybe having a third is if, again, for an electric thing, if like you have Thundershock, um, uh, Paralysis, Spark, spark and then like, yeah. um, Paralyzed Wave, Thunder Wave. Thunder Wave, because that just paralyzes. Like, if you want to have a status effect move, I sure. actually think I have those three exact moves. Oh, wow, okay. Manectric, yeah. Yeah, so if you want to give a Pokemon two attack-type moves of a specific type that lines up with them, I think that's cool. A third, if you want to have a status effect move, and then reserve the third slot for maybe another thing, maybe a normal-type move, maybe something that's pretty universal. Um... I think that's just a smart way to play the game because you don't know what every situation is going to be like. You don't know how many revives you're going to have left all the time. Maybe comes down to it, the the champion's final Pokemon at the end game versus your final Pokemon, no more heals. You know, it's like you don't want to be in that yeah. situation. So like, right. I think it's good practice to have a, a bit of variety in your move pool, personally. Excellent. Uh, well, thank you for that. Yeah. I will probably incorporate that um so before we go christian where can the people find you uh you can follow me on twitter instagram twitch and tiktok at chun 2d2 uh, as well as here youtube.com slash joy for this show uh jack and i also do excelsior our marvel's avengers podcast which is also covering wandavision and mcu stuff every saturday that is here on the channel um and if you like the format of this sort of analysis deep dive of games we are running through the metal gear series on the long play club it's a show very similar to this format uh we just got to metal gear solid 2 so that episode is also on the channel as well and uh i will probably end up watching whatever pokemon direct is inevitably going to happen this week um so jack if you're around and you want to watch as well you're welcome to um, but that will also be on youtube.com slash joyclicks. Excellent. Uh, you can find me on social media at FascinatedJack. Um, I will be listening along with all of you to uh, the Longplay Club. I wasn't on last uh, week's episode, so I've heard some uh, good things and some expectations being uh, pondered by a uh, newcomer to the series, Kevin Diaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will be interesting to listen to. Um, but I'll be on next week's episode, so looking forward to it. Um, but until next time, we'll catch you later. <laughs>